Welcome to Reckless Lessons with your host, Trish Perez. Remember, if you are enjoying this podcast and want me to invest in a better equipment, <laughs> go ahead and donate monies um, to keep the podcast going, so the podcast can grow, and all my dreams can come true, and yada yada. So we're going to talk about five things that cloud my judgment, okay? If you resonate with anything that I'm saying, of course I want to hear from you. Go over to Instagram at Trish underscore master dot life coach um, or hit me up in the DMs or you can um, email me at stickproductions at gmail.com. Also on my Instagram page, there's links if you want to donate to the podcast. That would be amazing. I love to, you know, um, definitely deliver more content to you. Um, and then with your questions and um, comments and feedback, it does help to kind of structure the podcast a lot better now that we're moving into another year. I think it's a year that I've been doing this, but I'm not quite sure. All I know, it's going to be rusty, rusty until it gets better. So um, thank you for being so brave and sticking with me all this time. <laughs> I truly appreciate your time and effort. But um, five things that cloud my judgment. Fear of failure or rejection. And it's weird situations. It, it, it's not, you know, let me not backtrack on that. The other one is holding on to unrealistic expectations. Okay. And that one, that one doesn't bother me a lot, but I see it a lot on the outdoors. I guess it's five things that cloud our judgment, the human experience. That's what I'm referring to. Um, Self-limiting beliefs, which sometimes I don't have enough of because I feel like everything's limitless, but it depends on the person always, right? Like I may go so far in the next generation, of course, they're going to go a lot further, right? So I can't limit any beliefs in myself or other people that I love around me. Um, and then the other one is my own insecurities and triggers, because I mean, we all have insecurities and triggers. And the last one is a strong need to control all aspects of my life. So I have to touch into some of these because I notice that we fluctuate depending on the season in our life, what's going on, where we're at, who we're with, who you're not with, are you surrounded by love, you know, what is going on in your environment that's kind of making, you know, these categories of um, judgment so cloudy for you because it's not all the time, right? So one of the things, the first one we talked about was fear of failure or rejection, or fear, failure, or rejection can be so strong that avoidance becomes a more preferred option and clouds our motivation to succeed. Although temporarily this fear protects us from situations we perceive as harmful, in the long run, it keeps us from trying, um, creating self-doubt, um, stalls growth and progress. And that is very, very interesting because when you think about fear of failure or rejection, a lot of our 
kids and teenagers and young adults go through this stage. And a lot of times they don't come out of it, right? And when they don't come out of it as an adult, it's very stifling to have to have those 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 milestones that we're, we were supposed to be nurtured out of to be an adult, to not just be an adult, but be an adult that is okay with taking failures and, and turning them into wins, right? We see other people do and we're just like, you know, envious about it, but how come we can't do that for ourselves? Like what's going on that has prevented you or stopped you or completely shut you down from doing that? Um, so that's something that we need to really consider when we are, um, when we're, when we're, when our judgment is cloudy. Okay. So the other one is holding on to unrealistic expectations. Raising expectations help us move forward and grow. Okay. However, they must be realistic. Unrealistic expectations have the potential to draw distorted conclusions or elicit negative emotions such as resentment, anger, or disappointment. When we or those around us naturally fall short. This is very personal, right? What are your expectations? Are they realistic? Because yes, I can say that I want to be a billionaire, right? Okay, that is the end goal, right? In the middle, the process, what does that look like? What are you doing? How are you getting that done? How can we break this down into baby steps? How much time are you giving yourself? Is it realistic or is it unrealistic? Okay, so let's say in three years, you know, you set a goal and you you make it achievable. You got to make things achievable because small wins are so important. And give yourself room for da-da-da failure, <laughs> da, 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 rejection, right? That's fear. You have to be able to face rejection. Well, you have to, you're going to, right? You're going to have failures and you're going to be fearful of the unknown, right? But these are things that you can work through and um, the more that you can exercise this part of your brain muscle, the stronger it becomes. The more you neglect it or avoid avoid it, the weaker it is and it's difficult moving forward. So we did the first one, fear of failure and re- or rejection. The second one was holding on to unrealistic expectations. And then the third one is self-limiting beliefs. Okay, running I run into this a lot in my field of work, um, and I don't know that I've ever had self-limiting beliefs, and I'm not saying that because I'm a shero, because I am not. (laughs) I'm just saying that because of my environment growing up in the city, self-limiting beliefs was never a thing. Like Everybody thought they could do it. Everybody I was around knew they could do it. It's practically 98% of my high school. Eastern Commerce, I know that you guys shut down in Toronto, but Eastern Commerce, that's what's up. Um, We were just a very talented group. And I always thought our high school group was super talented. I mean, we had Cardinal Official coming up. We had like over 25 athletes go Division I, um, male athletes. And then for the girls, it was like over 10 
No, it was more than that. It was more than that. It was probably about the same amount for the guys. Go division one. I mean, that's a lot for at high school. A lot. So like when people heard about Eastern, people would literally commute all the way down there just to play basketball, whatever, whatever. It's not always about sports. Obviously, it's about academics. But back in the day when I didn't know no better, (laughs) that's what I was thinking. But anyway, self-limiting beliefs. Our, our, Our perceptions or assumptions we have about ourselves that limit us in some way to tap into our full potential. Some examples include, I am not competent enough or... I'm not good enough or my unhappiness is outside of my control. And I'm seeing this in like a candid sentence, right? But you you kind of hear it in people. Like I know that when I was around a lot of kids, sometimes, you know, it was really sad. Like some of the boys and the little girls would come up to me and I'd be like, hey, how you doing? And they're like, oh, today sucks, blah, blah, blah. And you know, it's a natural response. And I'm like, why? Well, I, you know, I'm so stupid. I feel my thing. And then I, you know, I'm like, oh, don't call yourself stupid. Like you're not stupid. Like there's other words that you can use that are positive than to go straight to the negative side. And that right there, the language and communication is so important because what you say repetitively, you start to believe. And when kids start calling themselves stupid and dumb and idiot and, you know, like they start to believe that at some point and then they start carrying these burdens that don't even belong to them. So it's very, it's tough. And usually they hear those words like around people, they're agitated and angry, constantly hyper aroused environment. Um, things are shits hitting the fan, like people are stressed the hell out, they don't have time to deal with their kids, like it could be just an accumulation depending, once again, on your demographics, right? Um, And then of course, other other, uh, factors lay into it, you know, like family, basic foundation, um, and then just just stuff. So self-limiting beliefs, holding on to unrealistic expectations and fear of failure or rejection. The next one, um, my own insecurities and triggers. I remember going through this big time. This is something that I struggled with as a child. Now, not at all. Like it's totally different now. Somebody should have told me when you got older that it just it just gets better. Like they told you you got older and get better, but I think I've been waiting for a long time and finally the light switch goes off and I'm like, holy crap, it took forever. <laughs> or maybe I'm just slow. I don't know, whatever. Um, so it's like when you are unaware about your own insecurities or triggers, you are likely to project them onto others. This... I said that it wasn't me, but now that I'm reading that, that is legit true. When we are unaware about our own insecurities and triggers, we are likely to project them onto others. When you think about relationships, what type of relationships were you constantly getting into and just feeling coming up short every single time, coming up short every single time? And I'm not just talking about intimate relationships. I'm talking about friendships and people at work and people you know, that you'd have to spend, you know, a good amount of time with, like, were you falling short in certain areas? Were you agitated quickly? I remember being agitated super quickly. Like I just, I just couldn't figure it out. Like I already decided I didn't like people. That's something that I kept repeating to myself. 
um, when I was younger because of, you know, I just couldn't trust anybody. I've been burned and scarred so many times. Like I had nothing left to give that my insecurities really were like, ex- like falling out, right? Like if it wasn't for basketball, like, I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was a big one. So this, this may make us view the situation from a narrow lens clouded by parts of us that still need to be nurtured and worked on. That is a big one. Not having a dad, that made my insecurities and triggers super loud. Not having a mom, right? That really, really messes up a child big time because it literally enhances it's like you you don't have a parent one parent is missing like automatically hey insecurities tagged onto you triggers tagged on because you're you're coming up into a world where it's forever going to be cycled around right and it's always going to be like in front of you and you're going to have to face it and until you acknowledge it and face it that's that's wild that's wild and then of course other situations like relationships and and yada 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 all right, on to the next. So a strong need to control all aspects of my life. This was a big one for me for a really long time. Now, the universe is God. He got it. He's doing it. I mean, there are some things, you know, I, I just know that I'm not in control of anymore. And when I was able to let that go, I literally lifted 50 pounds off of my chest. Like the, there was nothing sitting on me, anything, nothing anymore nothing anymore but that that comes with a lot of that comes with a lot of experience (laughs) that really does because you have to really trust it's like falling back on God and not knowing what's on the other side but you have to believe and hear you know what he's already said and done for us right so uncertainty can be scary and it leads us to incorrectly judge it leads us to incorrectly judge how much control we have over a situation this is so dominant it is important to remember that we cannot control other people or the future we could only control how we react to the situation at hand So I put up a post about responding and reacting when I was younger. It was like a wild snake. (laughs) I would react to everything practically. And some of the things I just decided, I'm like, this is too much. Like, I'm going to react to everything. Like, what the hell? Like, chill out, right? I had to, like, bite my tongue while biting my tongue. Really had to, like, at some point, research, like, what's happening? Like, why is that such a bother? Because usually I can say nothing really bothers me. But if I really dig deeper and I'd be a critic of myself, yeah, there are some things that really had, like, they were, like, reopening a wound that I had no idea existed. And it was a lot of things that just, you know, you don't address them. You don't even realize it's a problem until it's a problem. And then now, boom you know, you're, you're faced with having to, you know, pick yourself up and, and, and clean yourself off and, and move forward. So that strong need for control in all aspects of your life is linked to so many avoidances, avoidances that you have in life. And 
let me tell you, when I'm doing these podcasts, don't ever think that, oh, Trish said that you have to, and she thinks she, I don't know anything about your situation. I can only speak on my experiences with these um, topics of, of the mind and the brain and what it does to the body, because the brain and the body, they are very capable of functioning separately. You don't believe me? <laughs> read, read it. Read up on it. It's You're capable. Because when somebody... Now, we're going to go into trauma because I'm the trauma-informed coach here. If you experience trauma to, to an extent, you realize that somebody is going through it when they are physically walking, but they're not mentally there. Right? They literally have disassociated and are on autopilot and they're just going through the motions best that they can. You can literally see this the the, the energy has left their body. The light is not on. Something something's a guan and it's just a simple hey, how are you doing? That may or may not get them to open up, but that's that's really not even it because it's more than that, right? They have to be in a in a in a in a an environment that they feel safe, where they can actually discuss, talk, feel free, maybe exercise. You know what their boundaries are because they've been hurt so bad, yada yada. That's for a clinical therapist, indeed. I am just. I am the in-between person. <laughs> I am the in-between person. Therapy is always a must. I will always, always advocate for therapy. But because the insurance companies make it so impossible for people to access services, a life coach, an advocate is ideal. Because, hey, what's the best investment? It's you. If you're going to invest in yourself, then I would strongly encourage that you use this information that I'm sharing with you just as a guide because everyone's experience is unique to some of these strategies and tools and some of it may not even be relevant to your specific situation and that's fine too. But if you know somebody who this might benefit, definitely forward the message to them or have a conversation you know, with the people that you love, hell with your children, just because they're going to go through these things and having it, not knowing it until like it's too late, it's not fair, right? Because all of us are going to go through it. It's better if we know what we're coming into, hence what we don't know. When you look on TV, you don't know what the hell's happening, right? Pissed off, reacting, nobody knows what's happening. It's better to be educated and, and to know how to take care of your mind and your body so that you can make informed decisions moving forward. That's all. Message. All right. You guys have a wonderful night. I'm going to sign off. It is 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. People are messaging. Oh, that's because on the East Coast, people are waking up, and I'm about to go down. (laughs) No, people are not waking up. People are actually, oh, it's the evening. It's like 6 o'clock over there. It's 2 o'clock in the morning here. My eyes are on fire. It has been a wonderful day. 
Um, we got a lot done today. I'm just gonna wrap up and let you guys know how my day was. So we are in January. It's probably, yeah, it's the first week in January. Um, and this is how I've been feeling. I feel as though Christmas was just another, another, um, I don't know what you call it. Like they tell you it's Christmas and we're leading up to Christmas. So you're, they're making you feel like it's a joyous time when truly and it's not. Um, so people went through that. I kind of felt that through like people's posts and everybody's happy. And I just felt like I can't even bring myself to say Merry Christmas because it's a terrible year. Right. But in the same breath, it's a very powerful year. Very powerful. I have to acknowledge both sides of the coin. And then we came up to New Year's and everybody was, um, I don't know, people celebrated and it's, I guess it's great to have that break. It definitely is. I'm being bitter. <laughs> it is good to have that break, but you know, I couldn't help but feel as though 2021 is something where we have to really brace ourselves. Like you got to have to put your seatbelt on and be ready for what's coming next because there's a lot coming next. And um, I know people have been working hard and they've been, you know, um, just, you know, just just to wake up in the morning and put one foot in front of the other has been difficult, to say the least, for many out there. And I just want to give you so much praise and say thank you. Thank you for waking up. Thank you for getting out of bed. Thank you for going to work. Thank you for feeding your kids. Thank you for feeding yourself. Thank you for breathing and knowing when to shut the TV down. And thank you for just being here because it has been a rough year. It has been a rough year. I don't need you to feel pressured when you go on social media to be at your best because if you're not at your best, that's okay. All right? Like, this shit's real. It's crazy. And the fact that like people are still like, hey, how are you doing? I'm okay. Oh, wait. <laughs> I almost feel pressured to say that I'm okay because I don't like to be asked that question unless you really want to know what's going on. But I'm just that type of person. Whatever. But um, I feel like, okay, now that it's a week into January, everybody's like picked up exactly where they left off before Thanksgiving hit. Isn't that weird? <laughs> like we're back to being angry we're back to being this or like you can't it's like you can't hold on to something that's not real like you can't fake it to make it if it's not with if it's not in you it's not in you and so I just felt like we've been faking it the last couple of weeks to get through the holidays so I know that many of you should be very exhausted because that was a lot and that's heavy and that's too much to do quite frankly um, and now that the new year is starting, I hope that you're putting your intentions out there daily and that you're starting new routines and new habits, better habits and better routines, things that will help sustain you in the long term, um, whatever that may look like. Um, I know we can't plan for everything. Hell, I don't even know if I'm planning for everything like that would be unrealistic to say, but whatever you do today let it be something of a habit for, you know, the long term. So um, your thinking process, your eating habits, your sleeping patterns, um, your relationship with yourself, 
and then your relationship with others, you're reaching out to others, you're not doing the same things that you used to do before. Don't sit in your feelings, don't get stuck. Um, you know, take care of yourself, you know, take care of yourself. Start really looking inwards and, and seeing how we can take better care of ourselves and just loving yourself just a little bit more than you did in 2020. Just loving yourself a little bit more because we're only in eight, we're only eight days in and already the internet is, is about to explode because of some craziness, more craziness. I mean, everything can get any worse. Like, I'm just like, yo, yo, like what's happening? Are you serious right now? But yeah, take care of yourself. Um, drink lots of water. If you can meditate for five minutes, you know, by the end of tw- 10 and the, at the end of like two weeks, meditate for 10 minutes. Like just be absolutely still. You stretch stretch in the morning time if you can just get on the floor and stretch just for a minute or two just take a moment and appreciate your body feel your body feel where the tension is in your body relax your shoulders unclench your jaw relax your hand use your voice and your tones in a calming manner try not to yell as much because all of that internalizes and holds in your body And it will become a huge health risk. We already have enough things to deal with, right? Because I know people are like, well, if it's not going to help, I'm going to die of this, I'm going to die of that. You're right. You're right. But like, if you could control some of it right now, why not? If you are given the knowledge to take better care of yourself, Why not make a better decision instead of it being the other way around? Because clearly nobody can tell you. Although people, I like, people have been telling us how to eat our whole entire lives because all that information's out there, right? And it's still not really working. I, (laughs) ridiculous. But anyways, I hope that you guys have a wonderful evening to you, nighttime for me. And I will chit chat to you guys soon. Once again, if you want to donate to the podcast, head over to my Instagram and click on the bio. There's a link in there. Um, If you have not checked out my Instagram, one of my former players, my surrogate daughter, I'm so very proud of her, has a new clothing line and she is a fitness trainer and she is phenomenal. I'm not even going to say it. Go look at my page and check it out and subscribe and purchase her clothing and support her because she is the truth. She's also a principal and just like a phenomenal woman, just phenomenal. I just cannot believe that I have have had the the luxury of having her in the season that, you know, we, we met. So, and until this day, you know, many, many, many years later, she's still very much a part of our lives, but, um, have a good night and I am praying for everyone.